0: You're listening to The Ashley Laughlin Show. I'm Ashley, and I'm here to help you build a wildly successful and profitable business on social media. I created my own rags to riches story and built a seven-figure business on social media in the midst of motherhood, and my passion is helping other female entrepreneurs do the same. I'm sharing my best marketing, mindset, and sales strategies to help you love the process and scale your business to six figures and beyond. Let's dive in. Welcome to a special episode with a guest, a friend, a client of mine, a mom, and a badass business owner. Please help me welcome Gianna. Gianna, welcome. I would love for you to start by telling your story with uh, entrepreneurship and how you got here and what you do.
1: Hi, I'm so excited to be here.
0: I always feel like a weirdo telling my story,
1: but I also love to tell it. So I was one of those kids that at eight years old, I wanted to have my own business. <laughs> so I've been an entrepreneur at heart. Um, in 2015, I became a Beachbody coach um, and it was not for me. <laughs> um, and Then my business really existed and exists as it is today because I became a mom. And after my oldest was born, I had severe postpartum depression. And I really believe a big part of that is because I stopped working and I let go of this really big, important piece of myself. Um, And so when I got pregnant, surprise with my second (laughs) 15 months apart, I um, absolutely knew that i needed to restart my business and that's how my business now was born and i am really a consultant to online business owners specifically moms and i help them craft a business around their lifestyle that they are excited about that they can make money in and that overall adds to their life instead of takes away from it
0: i love that and we are so alike and you and i have talked extensively about how we would rather be locked away in our offices working than playing with Legos with our children. And it's something that as moms, there's there's just the stigma. Like when you have kids, you should want to be with them and play with them, but we're just a different breed. Right. So talk to me a little bit about that.
1: We are totally a different breed, but I actually think that There's more of us that feel this way than don't. And it's just not talked about as much. Um, I, I really had to learn through, you know, having postpartum depression and going to therapy and working through all of that, that motherhood gets to look like however you want it to look. And just because your mom did it a certain way or your sister does it a certain way or Sally Sue down the road or on Instagram does it a certain way, it doesn't mean you have to and the more you try to be somebody in motherhood that you aren't the more unhappy you're going to be and so if you want to work and you love being an entrepreneur there is a way to do both that works for you you just have to embrace it and stop trying to hold on to like all these different um people and and personalities that you want to be that don't actually make sense for you
0: yeah absolutely it's kind of like undoing everything society has taught us and just giving ourselves permission to be the mom we want to be and run our business. And it's okay to have both and it's okay to have all and it's possible to have all.
1: It absolutely is. It absolutely is. And it, I mean, yesterday we were building gingerbread houses. And the only reason that I had the bandwidth to build gingerbread houses with a 3-year-old and a 2-year-old was because for 3 hours before that I worked on my business and I kind of fulfilled my needs in that area and then I was like okay now we can build gingerbread houses even though they really just ate all the candy
0: <laughs> I absolutely hate gingerbread houses we did one last week and it was non-stop crying from my 3-year-old mm-hmm.
1: And it's not then, actually
0: that fun. <laughs> yeah. And then the puppy, we have a puppy, jumped up, destroyed it. So then there was more meltdowns. Yes, it was quite an event. Um, but no, my husband the other day, I was like, I'm, you know, I'm I'm very cranky. And he's like, that's because you haven't done any work yet, and you just are only happy when you're working. And I was like, okay, that's true. Like every day I have to fill my own cup. And for some people, that's going to get their hair done or their nails done. And for me, it's using my brain. Thanks. And creating and coaching and working, it, it truly is what fills my cup and makes me feel like a normal person. Without it, I get like itchy and anxious. Like, oh, I, I, I can't do this. I'm not cut out for it to just be a mom. And you know, that phrase, like just a mom, like people who are just moms have the hardest fucking jobs, right? They absolutely do. The ho- I could never do it.
1: could yeah. never do it. No, they they're amazing. And but I I think the important thing is to not even compare us to them because there are women that truly love that as much as we love to work. They love being like the homestead homeschool. My kids are my life mom. And they there's no shame in that for them. Just like there should be no shame for us that that we're like, cool kids, see you in two hours. We're going to go post on social media and create reels and check in with our clients.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But power, power to power to both. Yes. <laughs> um. So let's talk about mom guilt. And mm-hmm. this is such a big one for women who are like us, who do want to work and have some time to work on their business and build something that is their own. And I know this is your specialty. You do have a free resource. Talk about that. Talk about your free webinar and then talk about, um, mom guilt and give some tips to the ladies who are listening.
1: So, you know, mom guilt comes from kind of what you already said is that like dismantling what society has kind of taught us all these years that we need to be or how we need to show up. Some of it is really accepting the fact that maybe you thought being just a mom was going to be enough for you and it's not. Or Maybe you always knew it wasn't going to be enough for you. That doesn't make you a bad mom. You really have to learn to accept that you are who you are. You are who you are. And if working and creating and making money for your family is an important part of what you love to do, there's no guilt in that because it's who you are. I had this really interesting conversation with one of my clients um, who is a mom coach and she was talking about how she's always a mom first. Being a mom is her identity. And when she said that to me, I had a visceral negative reaction to it. It Even saying it now, I'm like, that Like it made me break out in hives. Because I'm Gianna first. I was born into this world, Gianna. I will die out of this world, Gianna. And a mom, being a mom is part of that not my identity. And if you feel that way too, first, I want to validate, you're not the only one that feels that way. And it's okay to feel that way. Um, You know, I think a lot of the mom guilt too comes from trying to do it all. And my biggest tip is there are seasons for motherhood and there are seasons for entrepreneurship and they don't, always necessarily easily go hand in hand when you're in a push season for your business. If you're creating something new or you're launching, um, you might suck a little bit as a mom. I mean, it's just true. You might. And, and what I mean by that is you might have to drop your expectations of making a homemade meal every night, or maybe you need to ask your spouse or your mom to pick up the kids from school because you need to focus. And that, I don't believe in balance at all, but that's where like the teeter-totter between entrepreneurship and motherhood comes into play of then there are times where you can go be the PTA mom at school and run your daughter's Christmas party, but maybe you don't work as much that day, or you can do gingerbread houses in the afternoon with your kids because you, you know, cleared out your afternoon. And so there is no such thing as balance, but there's definitely this way to fill your mom cup. Fill your kids' cups and fill your entrepreneurship cup. Um, so my free resource is Build Your Business Without the Mom guilt, And it's really about the mindset behind that. And there's this great quote from Shonda Rhimes, who's like Grey's Anatomy, Bridgerton producer. She talks about how you can't necessarily be good at both entrepreneurship and motherhood on the same day. And she says, when I'm at my daughter's dance recital, I'm missing Sandra O's last day ever on Grey's Anatomy. And when I'm on the set, like killing it as the executive producer, like showing up for them, maybe winning an award, I'm missing out on my daughter's soccer game. And as an online business owner, you have a little bit more control than that, which is a great part about being online. But the sentiment there is is the same, is you got to have the give and take. We talk about that a lot in build your business without the mom guilt. And there's also these tangible tips that allow you to compartmentalize your brain because that's the other thing that you need to do. Like when you're with your kids, you have to do your best to not think about work and be present with them, even if it's only 10 or 15 minutes at a time. And when you're doing your work, you got to not think about the laundry or what's for dinner or all that other stuff or else your brain can't function like you need it to, to run a business. So that was a long rant, but I'm very passionate about this guilt oh, topic.
0: Oh, <laughs> I love that. And I, I remember distinctly, I was driving and I was listening to a podcast from Shalene Johnson. And she said that one of her biggest regrets was, always thinking about her business and she said she remembers sitting on the ground playing with Brock when he was uh you know a small child playing with cars and she wasn't even there present i mean she was sitting there but her mind was always somewhere else always on her business and i remember just bawling my eyes out while driving being like that's me at the time i only had one child now i have four um and I was like, okay, like I really need to be on and off. So when I'm working, I'm working. Like my husband will come in and be like, what do you want for dinner? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, don't bother me with that stuff right now. Like I am working. I'm in work mode. When I'm done, we can talk about dinner. And that has been really helpful over the years is to compartmentalize. I love that that term that you use for it. And then also, yeah, you know, the balance, you know, yesterday I was PTA mom and today I'm working all day. And do I feel guilt about either thing? No, like that was perfect. I always say it's like a pendulum when you are, you know, the pendulum is never going to be in the middle. Some days it's going to be more over to the, the business side. Some days it's going to be over to the mom side and you have to be okay with that. But Gianna, you are all about planning. We're very opposite. I'm very type B go with the flow. And John is like type A, I need a plan. And so is that how you help people to, you know, resolve some of this guilt is to really have a plan? It is. I, one of the things we talk about in the webinar is you have to know
1: your priorities because everything cannot be a priority. So, and you can really adjust it quarterly. Okay. So this quarter, my priority is launching a new course in my business, which means I would love to work out five days a week, but maybe I'm working out too. And I'm accepting that because for this quarter, that's where my priorities lie. And then the the piece that backs that up is every day, and, and this is especially important if you are limited in childcare, have no child care at all, or if you're living like the rest of us where we have child care, but our kids are sick every other week. So they're home with us anyway, is knowing what you have to go in and do that day, no matter what. And that I mean, that's like two to three things. These are the things in my business that I'm going to accomplish before I go to bed. However, that needs to happen. Maybe I am giving my kids 30 minutes of TV or I'm getting up an hour earlier, which I'm not really doing that. I know you're not either, but what, what am I doing to make sure these three things get done? And some days that's only posting your planned out reel for the day, or that's only checking in with your clients in Boxer and nothing else. And that's okay. But by having your whole week planned out and taking the bird's eye view of it, it, it helps you make sure that everything that needs to be done gets done instead of waking up on a Tuesday and being like, oh my God, I have to do 75,000 things all today. And to happen right now, everything's a priority. Do the laundry, do this, do this. And you're like, then you actually do nothing and just scroll Instagram because you're so overwhelmed by having your week planned out. It really helps to avoid a lot of that drama
0: that is so true. And you are speaking to my soul. Cause that's me. Like I will wake up and be like, Oh my gosh. Like literally last week, I'm so unprepared for some things. It was my son's Christmas party. I didn't have the gifts ready. We didn't even buy the teacher's gifts. So I'm sending my husband out that morning and I'm like, I crush it at business, but motherhood, like I'm just a hot mess, but you're right. Having a plan and having, it, it just gives so much peace rather than being so reactive and waking up and then being so stressed and frantic. And I think, did you say when mom is in a bad mood, everybody's in a bad mood? Right. Yeah. Did you say that to me recently? Yeah, yeah in Boxer. <laughs> yeah. And it's so true. Yeah. Yep. So now talk to me about um New Year's planning, planning social media content. I know you have an incubator and I want you to talk about this incubator, but that whole thing, like your Gianna is really great at helping people with time management, with getting over the mom guilt and with social media and getting shit done, but uh, so talk to me about the new year's resolutions people have, you know, we had a conversation before we recorded about how the word of the year is really just a resolution. Um, so let's, let's talk about that.
1: Yeah. I, so I've been anti-resolution probably my whole life, but I feel like in the last three or four years, resolutions have been like repackaged as setting your intention for the year, setting your, um, your word of the year and all of that stuff is fine. If you want to do it and it makes you feel happy in your heart, like go ahead and do it. But at the end of the day, manifestation, intentions, resolutions, priorities, which I'm all about, these things don't don't matter to anything if you don't put your feet to the fire and execute On that word of the year, if you aren't intentional about the intentions that you're setting. And at the end of the day, what happens is you don't have a plan. And so it gets away from you. And you said it already, like you're reactive. So you go into the day and you just do what comes in front of your face, which a lot of the time is, you know, wasted things. Um, and so that's when you don't get the traction. That's when you don't get, get the momentum going. And while I am very type A and I love a plan, I actually don't plan for the entire year. I think it's whack and a little bit like wild to plan for 12 months at a time but at the same level that asking 18 year olds to make a decision about their degree for their entire life is when you go to college so especially if you're a mom and we both have young kids and we know like every stage is different every season is different so much changes with your kids month to month quarter to quarter and honestly unless you've been in business for 5 10 15 20 years a lot changes in your business quarter to quarter as well And I feel like when you plan out your whole year, you stifle your creativity. So I know that's probably shocking. As type A as I am, I plan out a quarter at a time. It's digestible. It's realistic. It is flexible and it allows room for creativity, for change. And and it's just more realistic. Like I don't want to even book a vacation for next summer, let alone tell you what I'm going to launch in July. Like I'm just, I'm not into it, but I do believe that by going into the next quarter with a plan in place, you have that focus. You can avoid the shiny syndrome and it's very much like, okay, I know what I have to do today. I know what my posts are going to be about. I know what my task list looks like. And again, it allows you to compartmentalize because you're not thinking of all the things. That's the negative side of being an online entrepreneur is there's 5,172 different options that you could take at any time. And having the plan for the quarter allows you to stay focused on what you really want.
0: Yes, I love that. Um, I... I take a, a very similar approach. I look at the year from a bird's eye view because I always think like, what did I just do in November that worked? And then I'll write it down. So I do look at like the whole year, and I'm like, okay, in quarter four, I need to make sure I do like these things. Like this Black Friday idea worked really well. This masterclass I did really did worked really well. I'm gonna do that again next year. But I plan quarter by a quarter intentionally so that everything is flowing, everything makes sense. And it does just give you that peace of mind. So in business, I am very intentional, whereas in my real life, I'm just like fly by the seat of my pants and forget things all the time. So talk to me about um, planning social media content. Mm -hmm. So I know that
1: I know that batching versus not batching is like a polarizing topic. And I understand that everybody has to do what works for them. But, and I told um, the women that went through the incubator live, I told them that if you are not currently consistent on social media, which means different things to different people, but whatever commitment you've made posting twice a week or five times a week or 12 times a week, if you're not consistent to that commitment, you have to batch your content. You don't have a choice. and the only way that you can batch your content is if you know what you're going to offer, if you know where you're driving people. And so that's where the initial plan comes. And I want to just rewind for a second what you were saying about like reviewing your year. In our incubator, that's actually the very first step that we do is you have to do a year audit. What went well? What didn't go well? What am I bringing in to next year and the next quarter? Because I am not about the like f the last year 2023 is going to be my year like no let's look at what we can celebrate and what can be better for next year but you have to do that that audit so i i agree with you i think that's a really important part but What we do in the incubator is really decide, okay, here's my timeline for the next three months. This is what I'm offering. These are the holidays I need to focus on if you're a product-based business. And then by doing that, you can create a monthly and weekly theme for social media that relates to whatever you're offering. And in the incubator, we talk about different types of content, like if you know right now in your audience that ain't nobody buying from you, they're not really your ideal client, like we need to work on growth content. We need to create reels that get people excited to follow you and be in your world. But maybe you have a really great community and they are ready for whatever you got. Okay, maybe we're going straight into selling content at the beginning of the quarter, but you don't know any of that unless you start making your plan and really know where your social media stands as of now
0: oh, that was so, so good because so many people just show up and they're like, I'm just going to post whatever I feel like posting or, oh, I see a trend. Let me just hop on this and do this lip sync. (laughs) Let me just point to these bubbles. And it has no relevance to what they're actually trying to sell. And you and I posting content, that's kind of our specialty. So it just like makes sense. I'm like, of course I would post something that's going to bring followers so that after this, I can then sell my offer to them. But so many people don't think logically, and that's where you come in to help them bring logic to their expertise. And a lot of people feel bad. They're like, you know, I'm a spiritual coach or I'm a relationship coach, and I'm not re- attracting the right people. And it's like, okay. Your expertise isn't in social media. It isn't in marketing. So stop being so hard on yourself. You don't know these things and you shouldn't know these things because you have this whole wheelhouse that the rest of us don't know. There are things you know that we don't know. So that's why you need to find somebody who can help you actually market your expertise and your knowledge and logically plan it out and give you that that peace and that confidence you need to actually show up and to bring the right people in. Mm -hmm. So talk to me. Go ahead.
1: I would say, let's be clear. Like I've been in the online space for seven years and I think you've probably been seven to 10 Mm -hmm. years. Right. So it's not like we woke up. Like if you scroll back, if you go to my Facebook and look at posts from 2015 or 2017, like I'm embarrassed. Like I, it took a lot of, Throwing spaghetti at the wall, a lot of me investing in marketing courses, in learning how to write copy to get to where I am seven years later. Like it is social media is a learned skill, and it's okay if it's a skill that you don't have yet. You just have to be committed to developing it.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, I could, (laughs) some of the things that I've put out there, I wish I could go scrub (laughs) from the internet. You know, it's so, so embarrassing. But, and that's the thing with, you know, I, People always talk about quantum leaps, like, oh, I want to have this quantum leap. Okay, but quantum leaps aren't that great because you don't build the skills you need in order to operate at this new level. And the same thing happens with social media. Like you don't know how to create content or how to plan content and when you should be focused on growth content or nurturing content or sales content. And if you just skip ahead and think like, oh, I'm just going to go viral, you're going to miss out on all of the skills that you need to be building over time. And you have to be investing in courses and mentors and workshops and incubators like Gianna has in order to develop these skills. And then it becomes so easy. And it's not something you're going to have to continually invest in once you actually learn how to do these things the first time then you carry that skill with you throughout the rest of your life. I mean, entrepreneurs, we have so many tools in our tool belt, but yeah. we don't we're not born with them. We have to intentionally find the tool that we need at the time and put it in the tool belt and then we can use it for the rest of time. Talk to me about your incubator.
1: So, my incubator takes you through the entire process from doing that year audit all the way through setting your priorities, setting goals, one of my favorite parts is creating a realistic timeline. There's actually math involved, which I had my husband check because I'm not really that good at math, but to create a realistic timeline for these goals, for these projects that you want to create, because you know sometimes people don't create deadlines for themselves or timelines in their business, which let me tell you is a very big mistake, or they, cre- they set a deadline based on no data at all, and that's also a mistake. So I walk them through that. But my favorite part of the incubator, and it was actually a big surprise, the women that have already been through it, what they loved about it is one of the modules is actually about them. And they came into the week thinking we were going to talk about their ideal client because that's what every single, you know, content guru is. Who's your ideal client? But we actually spoke about them and what they could talk about, what language they use, what music they listen to, what do they want to be known for? I mean, one of the things, well, two things that people send me memes on all the time because they know I love it are Harry Potter and Britney Spears. Like every time Britney Spears goes on Instagram, I'm getting so many DMs because people know I follow her whole thing so closely. And it's so important to bleed yourself into your brand and it's so much more fun when you do that as well too because then you start to attract people that get you that need you as a coach or need your business but are like they're your jam like you would go get margaritas with them or like hang out on the back porch and drink wine like those are the kind of people that you want to work with But your ideal client, those typical exercises aren't necessarily gonna find those people. It's like building your brand. So we do an entire module, an entire workbook just on that. And then the incubator really leads through to you walking away with three months of content ideas, not scheduled out in the sense of like you have the captions written because we're leaving room for creativity, but knowing what those themes are, knowing what you're gonna be posting about as you go into next year. So I mean, It's amazing. It brings you so much confidence. And honestly, like when you have a plan, the opportunity to make more money and to just like feel better in your business skin is there versus not having a plan.
0: Absolutely. I always think, you know, do the marketing executives at Nike have a plan, or are they just winging it? No. Like every reputable business that is making bank, they have a plan. They're going into the new year and the quarter with a plan and a marketing strategy. So Gianna can help you do that if you need help, which I think we all need that kind of help. Um, and then I, yeah, the the part about sharing you online is so important. I think that's the mark that so many people miss because they're afraid. They don't want to let themselves be seen. They think like it's unprofessional to show different different sides of themselves. They don't know how to do it. Um, you know, all those types of things. Mm -hmm. but
1: and it's not sharing. I had, you know, it's not sharing your dirty laundry. You never have to share any stories that you're not comfortable with. I mean, I will get on and talk about my postpartum depression, you know, at least every month or two, because I'm comfortable talking about it. But I'll also talk about Britney Spears and Harry Potter and share those kinds of memes because it makes me happy. Like go be in corporate and go be wearing a suit. If you want to be professional and like, basically a robot, but that's a podcast for another day. Um, But like you're building your own business. It should be fun. And it, it's not a hundred percent about your ideal client. It's partially about you too.
0: Absolutely. And it's a, if you're, especially if you're a personal brand, people are hiring you, they want to work with you and learn from you. So let them know you for me, I always talk about how much I love funfetti cake and Christmas tree cakes. You know, it's December. <laughs> and people were literally sending me recipes in October for Christmas tree cake dip and cake balls and all these different things literally in October. Like people knew, oh, the season's coming for Ashley and Christmas tree cakes are coming. Better send these recipes. And literally every day somebody is sending me a reel with like something you can do with a Christmas tree cake. And I'm like, my people know me, <laughs> right? <laughs> So you want to definitely build build that trust and the you-isms, let people really get to know you. Um, all right, Gianna, this was so great. And I think so many moms are going to start following you and love you. Her reels are amazing. Her content is great. She's truly an expert at what she does. And if you are kind of a hot mess with like me and you need some structure <laughs> – Go to Gianna. She can she can hook you up. Um, I am going to put her Instagram handle in the show notes, as long as well as the link to build your business without the mom guilt webinar. That's free, and then also the link to her. What's the incubator called? It's called
1: Ignite Your Business
0: Planning Incubator. I love that. And I will put that link in there as well for those of you who want to jump into that with her and get her help with planning and creating your content for the first quarter. So anything else you want to share with us, Gianna? No, I
1: I mean, I think my parting words are as we go into the new year, if you are going to set a word or an an intention, make it truly about what you want, like in your core, not what you think it should be or what you see other people sharing on social media, at the end of the day, you will never execute. You will never see it all the way through if it isn't truly about you.
0: Well, that's so good. Can I share what my word is?
1: Yes, please. Okay.
0: I I did a masterclass on planning for the new year and I shared my word. It is delicious. Okay. And this is so good for me because... (laughs) I kept hearing the word delicious being used to describe like business and offers and money. And even in a workout, the lady was like, doesn't this feel delicious? And literally every day for two weeks, I kept hearing people use this word in that context. And I'm like, that's so weird. Like it describes food. Why are people using it to describe all these other things? And then the more I sat with it, I was like, you know what? I kind of like that because I love food and I want my gear to be delicious. I want everything I do be delicious like fucking damn delicious so i was like that's gonna be my word delicious i mean i feel like there's a lot of connotations to that
1: my (laughs) brain went to very dirty things but i like it it's different
0: and it it applies to every single area of your life Mm -hmm. which a word of the year should do i like that a lot (laughs) yeah in this season it's all about being delicious i'm past the seasons of like being expanding and pushing and limitless and you know all that stuff you know now it's just damn delicious like these christmas tree cakes i'm here for it i'm here for it i like it <laughs> i love it all right thank you gianna thank you so much for your time and we'll definitely have you on again because you have so much knowledge to share with us thank but... you i love talking
1: with you
0: soul <laughs> sisters <laughs> yes seriously um all right i will see and hear you guys will hear us or me next time but until then Go out there and make those money moves.